I am currently just trying to find the joy, like, and and prioritize things like cracking jokes, especially <laughs> at Andre's expense, because um, those are the best ones. Like, um, no, you, I could be hurting inside, you know. It's okay though. Better stop it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro, Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us, a fleeting show, as, you know, we don't drop episodes at, at a regular time anymore because... Because of who? I don't, don't know. Don't say me. I don't know. I've been here-ish. Ish. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been here exactly. either. Exactly. You haven't been here either. I've been here, just not, like, in the building Exactly. Here. So that means... I you. coach. I go to trainings, like, you know, a real teacher. And I do things. Mm-hmm. Apply for jobs. Ooh. <laughs> Throw send, out my business. Send out resume. <laughs> Throw it out my business. Turn I off did. your lights so it doesn't look like you're in your office. <laughs> <laughs> that was only this morning. This morning I definitely did. I had my blinds closed and my lights off. I just didn't know what was going to happen. For anyone who doesn't know, like right now, um, we're kind of like in this weird middle of a beginning of a snowstorm yeah it's a snowstorm of the century over here (laughs) that hasn't snowed at all yeah it's still like raining i think we're at like freezing rain now and i just don't know what's gonna happen so like i didn't want anyone to see me because i feared if they saw me they were gonna put me in a class Mm. and like i wasn't i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) so i had my lights off but in any case mental health check um how are you i am doing okay yeah i'm doing good um my from our last episode um my child is better i see you over there smiling and i i saw it i saw all the laughter <laughs> and you can't say tylenol <laughs> and you doesn't know how to spell he doesn't read books blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> seen it all seen it all um but we're here and my child is uh back to being her regular jack frost self stop it <laughs> But and life is good at home and uh yeah i'm good at school for the most part i have days where i'm still coming in and i'm like tired but trying to put it together trying to find um reasons to smile reasons to laugh talk with these kids have fun all that stuff how you doing um i will say that like in a general sense i'm good so i don't want to make it seem like i'm not um yesterday's news of uh twitch from so you can dance and Ellen and all of those things, uh, dying by suicide was really um tough for me, especially someone who lives with the mental health issues or mental illness, I guess. Yeah, mental uh, illness. Mental illness, right? Like we we all know my anxiety and depression are top tier. <laughs> <laughs> Running rampant. No, Every day. Every day they are. Like it's it's funny. Um, not whatever. It's interesting because I don't try to put on a show. Like, I genuinely just try and be who I am. And then, like, I, everybody knows. Like, I'm very open and honest mm. about, um, like, my day-to-day. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like people look at me and think, like, I don't think they're surprised anymore when they find out I have anxiety and depression. Um, because I don't try and hide it. But I just, yeah. I'm just having like a really weird time right now. And maybe because there's a lot of talk of suicide and even like in doing assists at school. Like it's just, it feels very heavy right now. 
And so I am currently just trying to find the joy, like, and, and prioritize things like cracking jokes, especially <laughs> at Andre's expense. Um, Cause those are the best ones. Like, um, no, you know, I could be hurting inside, you know, it's okay though. Better stop it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm I was going to say, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, but I feel like everyone, um, like world shock again, just from Instagram and things like that. You mm-hmm. can see that a lot of people were affected by, uh, his passing or his okay. transition um and it's it's crazy because even for me like yes i know who twitch is but like his star factor and everybody knows him amazing mm-hmm. thing for me is when he was on so you think you can so you think you can dance and yeah. when he like first uh reemerged on uh ellen so it kind of just seemed like time had passed and like yeah you know who twitch is but he's doing his thing i don't follow him on uh instagram like some some i'm sure millions of people did Uh um but just to see like okay so many people have been affected by this person this figure and whatever they stood for especially a lot of the friends that i know that are um entertainers to some aspect whether you are a dancer singer Mm -hmm. like something where you were you saw this and you're like oh my goodness yep and i think um, probably the biggest shock was just like to, I guess, looking at his um, social media feed, you would never guess that something was going on. Yep. And I feel like that is um, probably the main problem with social media as a whole is that it is really not a true representation of your anything. life. Not of anything. anything. <laughs> okay. You can say anything. Like Listen, it's not as a true. someone who engages in social media often. Mm-hmm. I try and tell people like you, you're not even getting a highlight reel. Like people are like, oh, Instagram is a highlight reel. I'm like, you're not even getting a fraction of my life in order for it to be a highlight reel. You're giving, uh, you're getting exactly what I want you to see in any given moment. True. Even if I'm super, super happy and like I'm doing things with the family because I don't post my kids, you never see that, mm-hmm. right? Like you're missing a whole fraction of my life that like you know nothing about. And yeah, so- it's it's crazy just to think again. Um, even if we just take the focus off him, not to use um his life, his legacy as an example, just people in general of like, okay, I'm gonna pinpoint this specific time to put on Instagram, this specific time to put in my story or something like that, and now every everyone kind of thinks life is, even if you don't think life is perfect, life is good. Yeah, life is good. I'm fine over here, chilling. Everybody's happy. We're, I don't know, drinking mimosas by the beach all the time. Mm-hmm. Even if we're at work, we're still having a good time. Yeah. And now to that kind of shock. And I know for even some of my friends in our in our uh male chat group, it was like, yo, this is affecting me because again, you're having a black man not speak up about his mental health concern. Yeah. Right? And not and seemingly again to the outside public didn't really do anything to seek help because of all of the because of the reports you got from the family of like oh my gosh we had no idea didn't know yep he just did something weird and didn't seem like himself type thing as opposed to um comments like hey uh we knew what what was going on we tried to keep things private kind of like when um chadwick passed where it's like Uh yeah family knew what was going on we kept things private because that's what he wanted Uh and when his when um his transition time came, it came, and you all might have been shocked the world, but we were all kind of fine and ready for it. Yeah. Um, it was different this time. And again, it's with suffering, 
or yeah, suffering with whatever your mental illness is or having poor mental health in general uh-huh. can put you in this place where even though to the outside world you look fine inside, you're horrible. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really, it is hard, I think, again, for those of us who kind of live with these things daily, mm-hmm. um, because people think that when you're in a good place that it goes away. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, if you laugh a couple of times, you'll yeah. be fine. So if I'm constantly like, you know, around and cracking jokes, you know, I went on leave, came back from leave and I am seemingly better, which I am. Um, but I still live very much with anxiety and depression every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that like I have learned to kind of just not to to live with, but I guess to live with in a sense. Um, and it just doesn't mean that you are, you know, crying in a corner every day and i think that's what people miss and i i think i've said that before too that like um people assume that when people are depressed all they do is is cry yeah you wrap up in a blanket and you're you're finished you're hiding in a dark closet somewhere yeah. type thing you don't have that option especially when you have kids right and i think that's the other piece that is really hard for a lot of people right now is that he had or has young kids or mm-hmm. um yeah it's just, uh, I don't know, overall a really kind of unfortunate and weird time. Um, I'm hoping that that this encourages more men, especially black men, to speak up. And I don't know from your perspective if you think that it will or if you think this will be one of those, again, like right now it sucks, but then when it kind of falls out of consciousness, then it's gone again. I don't know. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? I think like. As a black man, life is hard all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is um, even without thinking that, hey, I may have poor mental health. Mm-hmm. Right? Life is just difficult. The things that you tackle on a daily basis, the interactions that you have, the smile that you have to put on, even though when you don't, even though you don't want to, mm-hmm. um, the uh, tap dancing that you have to do when you when you might not feel to do it that day um is is difficult and it's something that i know as a black man is something that i deal with and something that i hear from my the my group of friends that i have so and even something that you see in the media constantly so to again have this now um bright-faced happy figure kind of show you okay something was going on you you don't know because nobody knows and we can speculate as much as we want, but nobody knows. But something was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, he decided that this was the way to get whatever it was to be at its final point for him. Yeah. Right? Um, but for for some of us, that might not even be our answer. So, like, for some people, like, um, self-transition is never on the table. So now it's okay. If that's not the option, what else am I going to do to deal with this? issues that i'm dealing with at all times mm-hmm. and um everyone has their own way of of going through things like again this this was a talk that was happening in my uh group chat yesterday of just like yo just want to make sure you guys know if you need someone to talk to we're here like as much as we like i said it in the group as much as we're in this group and we crack jokes and we talk about how much we hate lebron james well that's me <laughs> <laughs> but oh, as much dear. as we might talk about LeBron James' legacy and stuff like that in debate, those things that this group is here for other things as well. So if life is difficult, 
don't think that you can't call one of us. Uh-huh. If you car, if your car broke down, you need to get to work. Call one of us. If life is hard, your your wife is stressing you out, family is stressing <laughs> you out. Yeah, make the phone call or just text in the group. Yo, I need to man them, and somebody will make sure that um they reach out to you. Uh-huh. Um, and even again, bring bringing it back to uh Twitch. I'm sure he probably even had something like that, some sort of circle, because I think it's important for everyone to have that circle, whoever it is. Yeah. of um friends family that you can say okay things are serious i need to talk to you yeah and know that that person is going to pick up the phone come by your house something um and it's 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 necessary it's something that all everyone should have i think yeah i agree um if we kind of maybe transition this to a more student focus okay because i talked yesterday in our staff meeting about how many students we're seeing with um who are just unable to cope mm-hmm. and who are having feelings of hopelessness um i i was also talking to someone today about like what what are our next steps in schools right now um in terms of mental health because from my perspective um what i feel like is we've done a lot of lip service to the idea of mental health what we've done is we've created awareness. Like we're still in that stage. Create awareness. And so oh, okay. we keep having all of these like sessions and posters and information. But what is the. It's all like introductory stuff. Yeah. Like what is the follow through? What is the investment if there is money? Um, and again, okay, I'm going to say something and this is going to sound really weird, especially as, <laughs> you know, I'm applying for these types of things. But like if you have money in the budget in in the board yeah for 511 resource teachers in different capacities in different departments Mm -hmm. why have we not maybe invested that into more like social workers psychologists people that could actually provide mental health support to students in schools um again like i know it sounds contradictory because i'm like well you're applying for i'm applying for these positions but like on the other hand like if we've got this kind of money uh, why why are we not looking at kind of root causes because i don't know that the root cause is that teachers need additional support from me you know what i mean like okay yeah although i think i'm valuable <laughs> <laughs> you know what please, I mean? please don't take my funny please, please. <laughs> yeah so yeah i i don't know i think like if we're in this um if we're in this stage again still where things are just introductory, this talk of mental health is introductory. Um, we're not going to get to a place where we're actually dealing with root causes, root issues. What and that's even like in my role. Like I have students come and sit on these uh chairs and talk about just how life at home, life in general, trash. Mm-hmm. Throw it away. Yeah. Um, and I can only deal with it in 30 minutes i'm trying to hear push out these random um resources giving out cards for counseling and Mm -hmm. things like that but that is happening in a half an hour 15 minute or if if i can stretch the entire hour period then i stretch the entire hour period to have that talk but then you got to get back to class i got to get to class to go teach or i have to go and deal with something else that has happened happened in the school yeah right um whereas 
if we had somebody in the building that was like, okay, yes, you can go talk to Miss Gray. Yes, you can go talk to Mr. Matchesing. But hey, this person over here, trained professional mm-hmm. and can actually make it that you sit there all day if you need to. <laughs> yeah. And know that once you left that room, there is some real progress that is happening. Some real uh, insight that is that has taken place so that I'm sure because I'm sure students probably feel like uh, we're pushing them out. Yeah. 100%. I'm sure they feel it because that's how it seems. Like I we, feel it. Yeah. So that's I, how it I'm seems. sure they I'm, must feel I it. I know that for me, I have my, the, the walkie that I have on me, it goes off. If my name gets called, I have to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I have to go to class because yeah. I do teach still. Same. Um, so I know they probably feel like, okay, like I know he cares, but. I'm going to be understanding when the fact that he has to deal with this in, sorry, in 15 minutes or something like that. Hmm. Whereas if there was somebody in the building where now I'm going to this person once a week, just like we have, like, cause we have itinerants that sit with students once a week, once yeah. every two weeks, do checkups with them, things like that. Yeah, we have like speech pathologists yeah. that come in and do things like that. So, so if you had, if we had something like that, that would be, and, that even leads to like last week's topic when we talked about, okay, police don't need to be in the building solving these problems. And we're going to get to you people in the comments. Don't worry. <laughs> Cause I saw you guys. Um, but we talked about like, Hey, maybe we don't need police. Um, we don't need peace officers in the building. We need like professionals, mental health professionals in the building mm-hmm. that are going to now give these students like some real resources, some real, one-on-one help and then maybe not so much the next period they have to go back to class but maybe tomorrow they're going back to class yeah right and now we start fresh tomorrow with the check-ins from your contact and guidance counselor Mm -hmm. and myself or whoever that trained professional is included in that i don't know i honestly don't know how we how we get there like how who who do we have to like tap to be like, hey, fix this? Because I have an idea of who to contact, but I don't know how that change actually happens. I think um, something that was brought up in one of our conversations today, because there's so much policy and paper that has to be pushed, that has to be followed, it gets into the way of actually... Um, imparting helping the child themselves and what is best for the children in that classroom or that specific child and until we figure out a way to and i don't think you can ever figure out a way to say hey yeah we're in a school system but one language today yeah and so like because you can't do that or you can't say forget the animal kingdom (laughs) right because you can't do that because of the policies and, and curriculum that's in place for you that you have to do, um, because you can't push that aside, there's, there's not going to be space for that. And, like, I know some uh, schools, like, their guidance counselors, um, some of their guidance counselors have actual, like, guidance periods with the intermediate classes where they go in once or twice a week and they're doing lessons with them around. Like with the board? Yeah, like like what we do in the four, with the four, sorry, but um, even that might not might not be enough. It'd be a lot again different 
if you had someone in here that I hate, this is my room, I'm a psychologist. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, I was thinking too, like a lot of our perspectives now have, have shifted, right? Teachers like us, teachers like us used to be teachers like us in the classroom. Yes. We are very rich now, teachers like us, even though we're in classrooms, we still teach. Um, we're now in support roles. So mm-hmm. we kind of see the opposite or not the opposite, but we see maybe, and that's <laughs> the bell. Um, we see kind of the the flip side, let's say, to that, or the the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like we see the like Wizard of Oz curtain when when you make the call and you're like, oh, come get this you. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing what come get this you looks like. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like, what does that look like in a classroom for a classroom teacher when you feel like all of your students, or not all of your students, but like let's say like the vast majority of your students are not coping well and you need support, but support is not even really available. What do you do? What do you do? What does that look like for you as a classroom teacher with 30 kids in your classroom? Again, you have to, you have to stop. You can't, you can't teach anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. You can't teach anymore or you can't teach uh, your board mandated subjects anymore. Yeah, we are now we are in because um, for us here in Ontario, mental health is part of the health curriculum. Now, mm-hmm. Right. So none of this once once every 10 days health. It's no OK every day this week, every period. It's health. <laughs> yeah. Until we get you guys some not only get you guys some strategies, we actually give you time to use them, figure out the one that works for you. Then you start actually using them and seeing change, even if it's for a couple of days or something like that. Then we bring back Animal Kingdom and fractions and all that stuff. You and Animal Kingdom. Sorry, because some student upstairs today was like, Mr. M, look, I'm making my diagram. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it just looks like you're playing with Play-Doh, sir, but do do your thing. So rude. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember, funny enough, in music class. So uh, when I went to, when I was in high school, I had the same music class for four years. All girls. Um, because that's what, like, in a school of the arts, you just travel with those same people. You have the same music class. School of the privilege. Go on. School yes. School of the privilege. It's true. School of the privilege. Um, so yeah. And I remember one period, um, for one of these times, like our class was just having a time. Like we could not get along. There was so much infighting and bickering. And I think this was like in grade eleven. And our, we walked into music class, and our music teacher said, "We're not doing anything today." Mm. Sit in this circle, figure this out. And we did for an entire period. We had to sit and like do that whole like, I'm feeling <laughs> this is how you made me feel. Um, but it was like a really interesting session because I think people got to say things they maybe wouldn't have normally said and gotten some of those things off their chest. Like, you know, one girl was like, ah, I have an autoimmune disorder and it makes me feel like this. So sometimes I act like this and then this is like kind of the result or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of colored how we saw each other. And I don't I don't know that it made us like the best of friends, but I feel like it gave us at least more of an understanding um, but of like- each other and maybe gave our teacher kind of like a minute to just be like, ah, so this is what my kids are going because I think what happens, too, is when teachers are rightfully like, 
deferring to guidance or contact because that is what part of our job is or what they assume our job is, um, that they never get that story or they're relying on us to go back to them and say, here's what the kid told me. Yeah. Um, but again, in terms of like confidentiality, um, really the only time I'm sharing information is if we're like in a harm situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think, um, a lot of teachers do something like that at the beginning of the year. You are a new student to me. Let us do this activity. We're doing these uh, community circles to get to know each other. We're playing these, you know, go around the class, bingo games and stuff like that. Um, and even though it might seem like something small, the ultimate goal is I want you. I want to get to know you and I want you all to get to know each other so that um you know, in April now when so-and-so takes your pencil and you blow up, they know they shouldn't have taken your pencil because this is this is something that you are dealing with, people being involved in touching your personal stuff, right? Um, the, the problem, I think, that happens now is that only happens at the beginning of the year. Yeah, fair. So, and now you have, so for us, you're having 11, 12, 13-year-olds that are growing, changing, developing, and you, we're not checking in with them again. Yeah. And we're not saying, okay, yeah, you said you like pizza, but what is it now? Yeah, true. Right? And if we're not doing that, we're not, we're not going to catch up to the uh, problems that may arise. And then that's where we end up being, what is it, reactive versus being proactive. I think if we're just um if we're doing the check-ins in the classroom and now noticing the changes that our students are having, it should um hopefully bring a bring teachers to a place where now you can stop and say like, okay, I'm having major changes in my classroom. Why am I ha- why am I having these friendships um shifting? What is going on? And now I can again stop the lessons and let's focus on this for a second. Yeah. Um I just, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I've lost my train of thought, but like, um, I wonder if, if it's maybe uncomfortable for people. Like, I wonder if that's p- part of it. Cause we often, it has like, to be. we kind of like play into this, like, ah, oh, there's no time, the curriculum, curriculum, curriculum. But I wonder if people are like using the curriculum as like an excuse, an excuse because like. Because they're not, I'm not a people person. I don't want to talk about your feelings, right? Like some people genuinely are like, I came here to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what people really have to recognize is that we're dealing with kind of like increased mental health concerns, mental illness. Also, I think because um, students don't necessarily know how to relate to each other. They don't know how to relate to people in general like i i know that we constantly use the pandemic as like this this thing security blanket i i I don't know yeah (laughs) i guess so like people are constantly like you can't blame the pandemic for everything but you have to think in your formative years right like let's say you are nine and ten especially like when you're in that kind of upper elementary um middle school Mm. even early high school you are literally figuring out how to be with people yeah because and, when you're and little, stay being yourself and stay being yourself, because when you're little, when you're in like grades one, two and three kindergarten, you love everybody because it's it's just fun or Hi, you don't like friend. them. Yeah. Or you don't like them. But you're like, hey, we're both wearing pink. 
we're best friends. Yeah. That's literally how it happens, right? As you get older, it starts to become like, oh, what do you like? Well, I like this. Okay, so like we can be friends maybe that way. Or like you're friends with so-and-so, I can't be your friend. Like there's yeah. just more n- nuance and like weirder dynamics and then hormones come into play. And then we start to get into a phase where they start liking each other mm. um, on like a romantic. It sounds really weird to say like on a romantic level because. That's what it is. Though. I know it is, but it's weird. Um, but they start to like get feelings and then those feelings are misinterpreted. And so if you miss out on two years or for some of them, three, three. because even last year we had quite a few students online. Yeah. If you miss out on that interaction piece, you're just constantly seeking acceptance and love and reassurance um another thing i said in our staff meeting yesterday was i have never in my entire teaching career received as many hugs as i have this year and literally i feel really bad about the fact that we're not allowed i guess to hug students like i don't know where it's written i think it just is like one of those unwritten rules. Unspoken rules, yeah. That we're keep just yourself out of the keep out, of, out of the blue pages. Yeah, like don't don't put yourself in a weird situation. Mm. And so like I always feel really weird when students hug me. So like my arms are by my side and they're like <laughs> hugging me like like a bear hug around me or like, like why aren't you loving me back? Yeah, like <laughs> and I'm like, look, like I'm not hugging back, but like, does that serve them? Like, is that is that not just feeding into this like non-reassurance that they're getting everywhere fake acceptance like they just they just really need extra love right now that we don't have the capacity to provide because yeah and so many things going. like on. you know how you for me there's one thing i noticed that there's a lot of kids that i'm starting to notice don't notice how much you care for them mm-hmm. um there's so many there's been conversations that i've had with countless students where I'm like, hey, you don't know what I'm doing for you to keep keep your name just out of certain situations yeah. or keep phone calls being made home. Where the phone call, if it comes from me, sounds so different if it comes from your principal, your yeah. vice principal, right? Um, and students don't even, like, realize that, like, again, that, I don't know, that just, I don't know what the word is. I think they don't realize that care comes in care, different yeah. forms. Um, because their version of care is like this, this fawning, like they want you to just be like, you're the best student I've ever had. You're mm-hmm. my favorite versus like, I'm literally trying to help you grow as a person, right? Like that doesn't dawn on you at 12 and 13. Yeah. And then you have them come back when they're in grade 11, like, oh, yeah, where would I have been exactly. without you? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think just to like wrap things up, I think it's just dealing with um, uh, Twitch's transition. It just sheds another light on the fact that as much as people, you know, were posting like, hey, check up on your friends. They're not okay," um, type thing. And yes, that might do that for, you know, the 24 hours that that post is up in your stories. It's really for you to start to think to yourself whether you. Whether you're a uh, student that listens to this podcast, a teacher, a parent, that not only do you need to be looking within and reflecting and saying, okay, what things are going on with me that I I might need to talk to somebody about, but also now noticing the people around you and noticing like, okay, you're not fully acting like how I know you, how, how I know you usually do. What's up? What can I help with? And, and stretching that, stretching out that hand to connect with that person. Because that person might 
not ever have come to you and say like, hey, I'm dealing with this or I needed to talk to somebody about this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Until you actually go ahead and say something, do something. Yeah. And I also think, I guess, as my final thoughts, like we really do. And I, I, I hate this kind of like kindness wins um, mentality. But I really think that like in especially in this day and age, we need to be so much kinder to everybody. We need to maybe extend a little more grace. And this is coming oh, from, sure. you know, somebody that like is very big on like accountability and like all of these things. And I just feel like we've moved to this really hostile place in life. Like if you don't believe this or if you're not on this side, then like it's just like I can't like I can't be friends with you. I can't be kind to you. There's no like humanist like humanism between people mm. anymore. I feel like we just like siloed ourselves and we're like if you're not in this silo kick rocks <laughs> yeah um, for sure and so it just creates really hostile living environment because you're just not sure a where you belong or if you even will ever find somewhere to belong and when you don't have a sense of belonging you lose your sense of identity because a lot of our identity is shaped around community and what communities we belong to and so if you feel like you don't belong to any community you feel like you're by yourself regardless of how many members in your family, how many people are in your house. Um, so again, I think we really just need to find ways to come together and embrace each other and you know, hope for the best for each other. And with that, we will end today's podcast. Again, um, we are Teachers Like Us. You can find us wherever you uh, put your subscription dollars. If you're looking to stay up to date for when we're dropping new episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at teachers like us it is the holiday season and if you're somebody who shops last minute which is not either one of us because i've finished my christmas shopping for a long time but Same. if you need some sort of discount code or something like that <laughs> or some sort of gift inspiration please follow Alyssa at Alyssa g titer or at historicallyspeaking.ca and we'll see you next time peace